Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. It was the biggest of weeks for rookie QBs. It is I, Rob Paul. The Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the next QB of the Detroit Lions. And with me, as always, is AJ Duck Marchese. You'll never be slower. Today, we're going to break down the best and worst rookie performances from Week 13 in the NFL, and then we'll preview and pick the Week 14 NFL matchups. Let's hit it! Seven rounds in heaven with my baby going out. To Vegas, maybe looking for a young or a two. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. I didn't know chewables work faster. I know nothing about science, but listen to Blue Chew. Um, If you can benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. I almost forgot to spell blue. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, thank you, BlueChew. Thank you, BlueChew. You're welcome. Uh, okay. Senior Bowl tracker, two more acceptances, big number. Both uh, draft crushes of AJ's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, starting with another tight end, taking this taking this group to what would we say eight? Yeah, Sean uh, McKeon. Is that how McCune. you say it? McKeon. 
McEwen. McEwen. It's confusing because we have a friend named Matt McEwen. Yeah, it's spelled, spelled totally different. Totally different. different. Very confusing. Uh, I'm not a big uh, McCune guy. Uh, but like I said yesterday, Shelly showed up against Ohio State, Rob. Ohio Guns State's one Rob. weakness this season has been tight ends. It's, it's true. I'm not kidding. Um, Harrison Bryant was an issue. Josiah De, uh, DeGuire. DeGuire also was an issue. Like, If you were to look at one thing that has worked against Ohio State, not like necessarily consistently, but I would say the tight ends are the way to go. And in the first half for Michigan, they they used the tight ends very effectively, and they got away from it, and they lost. Uh, yeah, why is there so many tight ends in Mobile, Rob? I don't know. We talked about how after those uh, first like five, kind of just get guys there who are interesting, and they did yep. that. Uh, obviously, with um, Stephen Sullivan, uh, Portland State tight end's name, who I'm not gonna try and say again. Um, Julius Thomas Jr. Yes, correct. Uh, but with McCune, McKeon, McEwen, McEwen, McKeon, McKeon, with Mc, now you okay with with him with him, um, you get more of that classic inline guy uh, who was asked to block a lot at Michigan. So I, th- I kind of think that's why he is there. Yeah, I is, think so too. Is because there's not a lot of those guys in this group already. Um, I, I would say really like Jared Pinkney is the best blocking tight end they've invited. Him, him and Deguario, but he's more of an H back type at Cincy. Um, yeah. So I, that's kind of why I think he is there, even though he's not the uh, most interesting guy in the world. Uh, not a guy I have a draftable on. Hey, we've seen some uh, some NFL teams draft like pure blocking tight ends kind of early recently. So shout out Cincinnati Bengals. Shout out to the Bengals. Uh, and also, we got another long snapper. I think uh, that'll do it for long snappers now. <laughs> Iowa State long snapper, Steve Wardle. Yeah, the second best long snapper in the nation, no doubt about it. After Blake Ferguson? <laughs> After Blake Ferguson, yeah. yeah so they got, they got the big two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ames is a tough uh, place to long snap, and he did a great job over it. So, uh, yeah. We- weather there is kind of all over the place. All over. You, you like the, the, it's very gusty, the stadium. Um, so you get careful. the lights in your eyes? Yeah, the Coriolis effect very, very strong in that region. Uh, okay, a couple. That's it for Senior Bowl. Uh, a couple of East West Shrine game, East West Shrine game guys uh, were added um, since yesterday's episode. Uh, of note, starting with Utah quarterback Tyler Huntley. I'm pretty excited he got the invite. He's, uh, I think, one of the more interesting senior guys. Not, not a big recruit by any means, but uh, I think a good, good get for them uh, at the East West Shrine game, especially if Utah makes the playoff. And like sometimes we like. It feels very different year to year. Like sometimes the the East West Shrine game quarterbacks are like really lacking. Yeah, and sometimes it's like a solid group. I think Huntley's along the lines with it would be a really start, it, it, a good a, start to a solid group. It's right? a pretty interesting group already for them too. Like I mean, James we, there. like yeah, James Warren. You, you yesterday when we were talking about Kelly Bryant. You you're like at minimum it's still a big name. Everyone knows yeah. who Kelly Bryant is, which yeah. is totally true. With Huntley, I think you get. Um, I I also expect them. I mean. We've only got one from the Senior Bowl so far, so it's hard to say who's going to be available for them still. Yeah. Uh, but, like, at, at one of Shea Patterson and Mason Fine, I would expect at the East West Shrine game. If not both? Yeah, yeah if not both, sorry. Um, yeah. And then with Huntley so far, I think he's the most in- interesting of the guys uh, there. Uh, obviously a little undersized, but decent arm, nice and mobile. Kind of fits the mold of, like... I, I would call, I would refer to him as like almost like a poor man's Bryce Perkins. 
And I mean, he's got the big stage ahead of him, Tyler Allen. Like, he can only help himself, hopefully. I've got a pro comp of Seneca Wallace on him, so. Oh, fuck. Why'd you have to do that, Rob? Now you now I gotta love him. That's why I love him. <laughs> I mean, at least he's an he's a interesting guy to watch. He's, like, kind of thin. <laughs> Not kind of, but yeah. Yeah. Whippy arm. Um, yeah. yeah, whippy arm, definitely. Uh, and then they also, which this one's a little interesting because I thought this guy might get a senior bullet, but uh, just because the senior running back class not the best group in the world. They've only added four so far. Mm-hmm. Western Michigan running back Levante Bellamy. Yeah. Uh, a guy who, undersized, 5'9", 185. Burn. Impressive burst and quickness. Yes. Um, I think has a role in the NFL as a satellite type back. Catches the ball pretty well in the backfield. Had a huge year in the MAC. Yep. Uh and again, just not a great group of running backs at the Senior Bowl already. So I'm surprised he's uh, me too at the East West Shrine game. And I think it's a good get. I think he's definitely a guy who is going to make an NFL roster at least. Yeah, I agree. And like we've seen a couple guys flip already from the Shrine game to the Senior Bowl, but you got to assume he wouldn't be one of them because we think the last round of invites have gone out. So yeah, uh, but I agree. Uh, I thought I thought he would have been in uh, Mobile. And then we already talked about. Um, how uh, Shaq Quarterman, the Miami linebacker, yep. um, will be at the Swiss Run game. Joining him will be Michael Pinckney, his teammate. Uh, I, another guy who was like had more hype than I think the substance. Like, like the, just the tape didn't match the hype. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I, like I have an undraftable on him, but I mean a big for name the, for them to get. Yeah, uh, yeah, more of an old school guy aggressive um i don't think he has the chops to hold up in coverage or anything but again good good ad for them and then kind of surprising but then when you look at how many safeties have already accepted the senior bowl invites it makes sense that miles Dorn's going to be at the east west shrine game uh he's a guy some people really really like um i i have like a late day three grade on him mm-hmm. i think he's a very strong tackler uh, more of a box safety type who needs to improve fluidity and uh feet and coverage but Another good name for them to get. It feels like they've just done a really good job of building the roster so far. Yeah, I, and I, I kind of like it because a lot, to me so far, it's been a lot of, um, well, obviously the Senior Bowl is going to get the best of the best. Yeah. Uh, and then the East West Shrine game is kind of getting like a combination of big names and interesting like group of five prospects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the NFLPA Bowl is just eating up all the, the, like, the FCS guys that kind of matter. Like yeah. it, it's done, and I mean they also like we talked about them getting Calvin Throckmorton yesterday. Even um, yeah. like I, I like that each bowl kind of knows what to be targeting. Like yeah, you know what I mean. No, yeah, agreed. So uh, all three, all three rosters look good this year, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very happy. Can't wait to be at the trap again. I'm Re- always at the trap. Reporting live uh, to you via podcast. Yeah. Live pod. Uh, okay, and we also got two more declarations. Um, the most surprising so far, mm-hmm. Maryland running back Javon Leak. Uh, I mean, we got no tape on him yet, so hard hard to really speak to uh, what what he looks like in terms of being a prospect. Yeah, but uh, big play backup running back to Anthony McFarland. Kind of surprising both of them went pro. Yeah. Um. Big, kick return ability. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that caught both of our eyes. Um, three kick return touchdowns over the last two years. Averages like 26 yards per return. 
I, I when he declared, I told you this reminds me of when Kareth White did the FAU backup yeah. running back to Devin Singletary last year. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah it's a, both backups to bigger name prospects and uh, both kick return upside. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't want to speak too much on Leak right now, but this this mm-hmm. feels uh, like it's going to be one of the largest surprises uh, yeah. in terms of declarations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also got UCF wide receiver Gabriel Davis. Uh, that's an interesting one, Robert. Yes, and uh, I watched a little bit more on him today. Yeah. Uh, not like okay, 6'2", 212, good size. Yeah. Uh, big not play... Not- ability for UCF. I like yes. what he uh, adds as a yak player too. Really physical after yep. the catch in the group of five. Um, and Not going to run the fastest. but No, but he does a good job creating separation. Um, he He's a dude who it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how this receiver uh, class pans out just based on declarations. But mm-hmm. uh, like a fifth, sixth round guy for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of am surprised. I know there was mumbles that he would declare, but I'm kind of surprised he did. Uh, just because UCF's kind of obviously got a good thing going in terms of being a high, highly recruited or yeah. scouted group of five school, and uh, Mackenzie Milton potentially being back next year. Yeah, and I mean Dylan Gabriel at quarterback could look good this year anyway. Uh, maybe Josh Schuppel's going to take that Missouri job. Ooh, I emoji. I, I like to create speculation about coaching changes based Wildly. off how guys declare. Like, I think James Franklin's uh, not leaving Penn State because of how many guys have announced they're returning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, Rob. Thank you. And Link Kiffin will be Arkansas's head coach. Ooh. I emoji. Yeah. Do you want me to keep going? Or a couple more? Yeah, no, keep going. Keep going. Mike Leach will be the Ole Miss head coach, even though that first report was fake. That was there's an, Mike Leach's people sent that fake one out. There's another one too. What? But I'll, uh, another like there's another report about that same job. What like him taking it? Yeah, oh. that was weird. Yeah, because it's true. Like it's, it's true. true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, NFL rookie week thirteen superlatives. Uh, okay, we had seven quarterbacks <laughs> play rookie quarterbacks play significant snaps this week. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and the biggest important part is five of their names started with a D. Yeah, that's the biggest important part, Rob. David, uh, Daniel, Dwayne, Devlin, Drew. Wow. Did you practice that? Yeah. Good to know. Um, okay, let's start with uh, just in order of who played first. And, of course, David Blau played David. first. <laughs> Almost took down the Bears, threw for 282 scores a pick. I mean... Where'd it come from, Rob? What a performance. Well, I mean, he's got Brom coaching blood in him. Retweet. He's got the the Big Ten. He's got a lot blood. of things going for him. He does. Uh, my, my main takeaway with David Blau was, basically, you should have no expectations throwing an undrafted rookie into this game, uh, starting uh, his first NFL game. And he was fun. He wasn't great, but he was fun. Hey, he made, he came out of the gate and made plays, like... Uh, it was fun. I agree. It, it, I my, my most recent take has been, if you're taking a quarterback late day three or uh, signing an undrafted one, the guys who have kind of stuck out and done damage as that type of not big-time quarterback prospect have been the guys who are maybe lack big arms but uh, yeah. are known for their high football IQ yeah. 
Yep. Their mobility, not as a runner necessarily, but their ability um, to make plays when the play breaks down with that mobility. Yep. And, and they all seem to be a little bit undersized. And yep. I think See, that's why they're slept on. Like, like just look at David Blau fits that. Doc Hodges yep. fits that. Gardner Minshew fits that. Agreed. And you know what I mean? Like, before they hit the UDFAs, too, NFL teams are more likely to take the flyer on the big, strong, big-armed guy. Tyree right? Jackson. Tyree Jackson, uh, Tanner Lee. <laughs> like those be, be, guys. Because they're definitely because their physical upside is so yeah. like impressive that yeah. you think if we can develop this guy, he's got all the physical tools to be uh, an NFL quarterback, of course. And, and then they sleep on the guys who lack some size, maybe lack some arm, but they've got the tools to be backup quarterbacks like a Chase Daniel. Yeah, and exactly. I love Chase Daniel, but and like, like I think the reason is it's easier. Like, you think someone's going to be able to get Tanner Lee in the room? I, he's a terrible quarterback. No offense, Tanner, but like, I can't believe he was drafted. He shouldn't have been drafted, but you take him because you're afraid of losing him to someone else. But like a guy like David Blau, you you know you can kind of recruit in the UDFA process. You know what I mean? You're afraid or, of someone else trade, jumping on trade the with the Browns for him. Yeah, for literally almost nothing. Um, but yeah, no. So like to me, I, I, I think because of how quickly the Lions offense was moving under Blau, there was a little bit of overhype on how good he was in this game because ultimately they, they didn't move the ball very well in the second big, half. Big criticism of Daryl Bevel, though. Yeah, Daryl Bevel's done, done a pretty good job as the Lions OC. Yes. Um, but ultimately, at minimum, what you saw out of Blau was enough to know we've got a potential – like not a developmental starter or anything, but a, a developmental backup for a while. A guy who can go yeah. in there and kind of be a spark for the offense if we need it. Um, you keep him around. I, I mean, I th- I think there's more reason to keep him than Jeff Driscoll. Whoa, uh, whoa, yes. whoa, Rob. Uh, so so I, like I would I would give given the circumstances, this is like a B performance for David Blau. A B for Blau. Good work. Thank you. Good thing it wasn't a D for David. Um, no. This is a good game, Rob, and I'm I'm happy for David Blau, and that's my favorite quarterback room now that Kyle Sloter's there too. Yeah, I mean Kyle Sloter should be starting. Um, uh, yeah, I wish he came in a week before David Blau. No offense, but whatever. I, I, can I just one one take I heard, like it wasn't like a hot take or anything, but the they they were like, like because David Blau was getting a little bit of hype going, and someone was like, yeah, well Mitchell Trubisky played him. Well, no fucking good. Mitchell Trubisky was the second overall pick. In the- okay, Mitchell Trubisky is a terrible starting NFL quarterback given the circumstances. Mitchell Trubisky should be better than an undrafted rookie all yeah. day. Like, what? Like, I don't know. That just seems like a nonsense argument to try and create being like, oh, David Blau actually sucks because this guy's better than him. Well, yeah, he should be. Yeah, I'd rather have David Blau and Solomon Thomas than Mitch Trubisky. Spot the lie. It seems like a strange combo of players to want, but okay. Because he's the uh, next pick. No, I understood, but like, you get I it, mean, right? you flex it. Like, Solomon Thomas is a bust as well. I, yeah, that was a joke. Wait, what'd you just say? Mr. Trubisky might be better than Solomon Thomas. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> positional value wise. <laughs> Let's not talk about this. It's just going to make us sad. I mean, Solomon Thomas should be a three tech, but hey. Get the it. Patriots are going to fix Yeah, it. they will. Uh, okay. The next rookie QB we saw was Daniel Jones of the New York Giants in a beautifully pleasing to the eye game against the Packers in the snow. Okay, well, I'm going to let's frame it the most important part of this game, okay? It was snowing, like you said. It's cold. He fumbled, but he didn't lose the fumble, Rob. That's a, so are you, you, that's called an improvement in your eyes. That's called it. Like, you see the snow, you're like, oh, Daniel Jones is going to fumble at least three times in this game. He threw three picks. 
but only one fumble. So he's improved the uh, aspect we've been harping on him for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel Jones had a rough outing. Um, I think it was at an all-time low when he threw an interception directly to Darnell Savage, a little rookie-on-rookie crime. Um, yeah. it, it was a bad miss. I, I had to rewind and watch it again because I didn't understand what happened. I, like, I thought he got hit because it was such an off-target throw. Like, I didn't even realize there was a receiver in the vicinity because it was, like, so over and behind, straight into Darnell Savage's chest. Like, he, the start of the game was fine. And yeah, it, it was. all fell apart. Like, it, it, he, he started the game and, like, it wasn't anything special, but it was, like, he, like, a a ga- like, a game manager type. Yeah. Kind of roll. And then, like, like as, David Blau. Yeah. And as the game went on, uh, and, and, like, the Packers didn't really pull away until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, as the game went on, he just couldn't get it out of his own way. Uh, he took some big hits. Um, he, he's obviously, he's battling a high ankle uh, spray now, and Eli Manning's going to start on Monday Night Football, baby. Although, yeah. this all seems fake and, uh, like, planted by uh, Big Manning. Archie. Yeah, Big Manning. It goes, it goes deeper than Archie and Cooper. Oh, and Archie has one of the worst records on Monday Night Football ever. It was like 0-9. I don't... That was impressive that you pulled that out of your head. They showed it on Monday Night because of Kirk. Oh, I just assumed it was a stat you kept in your the, head. The other one was Joe Namath. A New York connection, Rob. This is all coming together. Okay, I think we need, we're we in too deep. And Ro- Roger Goodell is going to give us a call. <laughs> He's knocking on the door. But yeah, um... Daniel, Daniel Jones has just been a turnover machine this year. Um, yeah. we, we've talked about it. I, like, I think he can be a Ryan Tannehill-level quarterback. But they you mean need, a top-ten quarterback? Yeah, apparently. But they, they need to surround him with weapons. They need to build yeah. the offensive line. They need to get the right coaching staff in there, the right offensive coordinator, and the right GM. Um, I mean, everyone says Ron Rivera is going to be their head coach. So, You know, they've gotten decent contribute. <laughs> Contribute. <laughs> I wasn't even close. Contributions from rookies this year, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I, I'm gonna talk about another guy in a bit, but yeah, like I mean, we we've talked about Darius Slayton, Slay Zone on this on this show yeah. before. We we've we've talked about Dexter Lawrence, just, just like not only on offense, they're they're getting contributions mm-hmm. everywhere. Like it, it's not been a bad rookie class or anything for them. Baker's been up and down, but no, for sure, I agree. Um, but yeah, it's it's all gonna start with figuring out if they're keeping Gettleman as the GM, which I don't think they should, and then hiring the correct staff and developing Daniel Jones getting that offensive line fixed. Yeah, finding finding that head coach is going to be big. Uh, like Ron Rivera seems like a pretty good option. Yeah, but, but like, yeah, you got I mean it's the OC search, I, Yeah, good. yeah, I was going to say the but the first thing you're asking him when you interview him is who do you plan on bringing in as your offensive coordinator because if it's uh Norv and his son like I'm not so interested now. No. What if it's Mike Shula? That, I was just thinking that that's so funny. Uh, okay, next up, Duck Hodges of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, threw for two twelve and a score, although picking a fumble, but beat the Browns <laughs> and uh, is like blatantly better than Mason Rudolph. hundred uh, percent correct. I said to you today, Zach Gentry might be the second best quarterback on the active roster right now, Rob. Um, I think that's probably true. They they found themselves a decade long backup quarterback if they wanted. In Doc, I think so. Well, I wasn't sure if you were talking about Gentry or not. <laughs> he's big. He's fast. But yeah, no Doc is like uh, he's like David Blau's the poor man's version of Doc. Retweet. Um, he, he's he's fun as hell. He's aggressive. 
which is kind of what they were lacking with Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph was, like, terrified. Like, not only did Mason Rudolph not get a quarterback, he didn't, like, attempt to push the the ball downfield or throw throw tight window throws. I don't get, because, like, that's... Like pushing the ball downfield is like all he did at OK State, but, it was but a he lot doesn't of have a, he throws. doesn't have a good arm at all though. He, like he's a he weak arm. He does. That's where people got tricked with Mason Rudolph. It was it was the system made you made people believe he was like a big, arm strong arm. pocket yeah. passer who pushed the ball downfield. But in reality, it was a lot of the system. James Washington running free, and like if you watch like the velocity on his throws, you knew he didn't have a big arm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I agreed. But with Duck, he 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 fits that that uh, mold I was talking about earlier, where it's high mm-hmm. IQ, um, doesn't make too many mistakes, can can kind of create uh, when the play breaks down because he's got some mobility to him. Yeah, and, and he's a, a decent a- accuracy wise, considering he's an undrafted rookie. Yeah, correct. Um, did you have a comp for Hodges coming out? Yeah, buy me some time and I'll check. I don't know. I will. I mean, obviously, he was a legend at Sanford. Like, one of the... He won the... What, what do they call it? Walter Payton? Yes. Right? Yeah. He won the Walter Payton, right? I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know, but... Very you, prolific You, you there. sounded very certain when you asked. <laughs> I shouldn't be. And, like, I, I think that maybe that's another mold. A guy that put up numbers and... Or at least threw the ball a lot and looked good doing so at a smaller uh, school. Also, you know I mean? another thing that f- kind of fits this mold we're, t- we're riffing about here is leadership qualities... Yes. Not to say, like, Doc Hodges is well-liked by teammates, clearly. Aaron yeah. Murray was my pro comp. I love that. Thanks. And you know how I felt about Aaron Murray. He, he checks all those boxes you just mentioned. He does. Just entered the league at the wrong time, baby. See, and I, I'm stupid. Our big debate going way back, I like Zach Maddenberger. And he was, <laughs> I, I fell for the big arm and the, the signs. But not you, Rob. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, Doc. Like I mean, him and James Washington hunt together. He's better friends with James Was- James yes. Washington than Miss Rudolph is. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it does make sense, but it doesn't make sense. Okay, next quarterback, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Obviously, Washington was able to hold off the Panthers because Kyle Allen just doesn't know what's going on late in a game. Um, Haskins threw for 147 yards. Nothing spectacular from him. It was mainly them just ground and pound with uh, Darius Geist and Adrian What a Peterson. game. I'm so happy Darius Geist started to look good. Um, He's an NBA rookie. so That's true. Yeah, ha- Haskins, like, I wasn't very impressed again. There was one throw where he navigated the pocket at a high level, and, and uh, I think it was he found Terry McLaurin for a first down, and it was kind of like the one throw to me that stood out. But, again, similar to Daniel Jones, but even more so because Daniel Jones has a much higher floor, uh, mm-hmm. right now at least. Um, they need to surround him with help and get this new staff is going to be so key to developing Haskins. This year's basically a wash for, for Dwayne Haskins, but I think you'd like to see a little more, right? Of course. Because, like, other than really, other than that one, remember the one big throw from, like, three weeks ago that was called back? Yeah, to McLaurin. Yeah. yeah, other than that, there's nothing that's really stood out in my mind this season. No, not at all. I agree with you. So I yeah. mean, again, the situation is just a shit show. But but still, you'd like to see the flashes at least once a game. Hey, uh, back-to-back dubs. That's true. He's a winner. He's a winner. Uh, okay, Gardner Minshew obviously came in against the Bucs in relief of Nick Foles. And then they named Minshew the starter for the rest of the season, which I think is the correct move. And I'm uh, a little bit surprised they did it just because they feel like a stubborn team. I'm, I am too, but I respect the move. Me too. Uh, threw for 147 and a touchdown with a pick against the Bucs. Um, I mean, 
I guess you're finding out for the rest of the season, is, is this guy really the future? Do we need to be drafting it's a quarterback? Smart. It's smart. Um, it's smart. They're stuck with Nick Foles anyway for at least one more year. Yeah. So, at, at minimum, these are your quarterbacks going into next year. I think, personally, I would want to be firing Caldwell and Doug Marone. Agreed. Um, uh, maybe even Tom Coughlin. Um, Agreed. So, I think, again, with a lot of these guys, it's about getting in... That's why I hate the idea. I mean, it's different because Minshew wasn't a first-round pick or anything, but I hate the idea of giving your GM and head coach so many chances that now they're drafting this this rookie quarterback, throwing him into a horrible situation. They're both gone by his second year, and it kind of stunts the development of him um, unless they get lucky and hire a Sean McVay, like what happened, obviously, with the Rams and Jared Goff. I, I clean house in Jacksonville. I would too. I would too for sure. I said that after last year. And, and there's a lot of did. there's a lot less pressure for them um, in terms of Minshew being a hit or not because obviously he's a six round pick. No one expected. At minimum with Minshew, they have their backup forever. Absolutely. At the at the very least, or like a back end starter, right? Yes. So but, I mean, the, the miss with Nick Foles is disastrous. But I mean, if they're going to go full clean house or rebuild, they can get out in a year anyway. Yeah. That it, it it makes it less bad that they're not a compete now team. No, not. But I mean, they were supposed to be. Not this year, but you know what I mean. Yes, in theory, they were supposed to be. And I think that a reason to get rid of Tom Coughlin is like part of Tom Coughlin's thing is like discipline, and this team has been so undisciplined. Any, anything but. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised that he has cut Doug Marone. Yeah, I, I think they're I think they should clean house, top to bottom. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so, I I mean, Minshew came in and sparked them a bit. I'm glad they named him the starter. was yep. a kind of a bad situation to just throw him in, so hard to evaluate him against the Bucks in this. But, um... But we've seen enough of Minshew that we know that he's capable. Yes. Uh, and then Kyler Murray had, I think, what I would say is his worst game of the year. You yep. know, loss to the Rams. Threw, loss. threw for 163, a pick, ran for a touchdown. He came in as questionable for the game, I believe, with the ankle mm-hmm. injury. Um, obviously six sacks on him too. Yeah, like it was just kind of they were just dominated from start to finish. Yeah, uh, I appreciate people after or after the game. He was asked if uh, the injury had anything to do with his poor play, and he just owned it and, and was like, "No, it's just that was me playing poorly." Mm-hmm. Basically, put nothing on the injury. So I think that was obviously positive. Again, with Kyler Murray, we've seen enough to know he's yeah. got all the talent in the world. Like I'm not worried about this one game when I've seen it- a handful this year. And yeah. they've, they've got this thing churning in the right direction with Cliff. They just need to build an offensive line, get more weapons around them. Easier said than done. Yeah. But uh, I'm re- they're, they're one team that's going to be, I think, the most interesting to see what they do with their top 10 pick. Yeah, uh, agreed. And, like, this was just a rookie performance. And, like, the team that seemed rolled top to bottom, it's not like you put this one on Kyler Murray, really, right? Yeah, no, totally agree. <laughs> and then finally, uh, yeah. the I think the most exciting of the rookie quarterbacks uh, Drew Locke. Now, yeah. the the numbers aren't great or anything. Threw for 134, two scores through pick, just 4.8 per attempt. But, but he was a lot more electric than those numbers Agreed. He, yeah. he gave them something at quarterback they haven't had this year, an aggressive uh, passer who was able to make plays outside the pocket. Yeah. Um, that's I, That was, like, the most impressive thing to me in this performance for Drew Locke was how often he got out of the pocket and how effectively he, he threw from there. Yes. He was, like... I I loved seeing him like manipulating his arm angle and whatnot uh, mm-hmm. to make throws on the move and outside the pocket. Um, 
and poise performance from him too. Uh, uh, yes, and obviously he led them to a game-winning field goal, which made it even more exciting. He he just instantly, like, I I went into the game being excited that he was playing because it's mm-hmm. like it gives us a real reason to watch uh, the Broncos, and and then getting that type of performance because right off the bat he was getting into it. Yep, and he th- he threw that deep touch on Cortland Sutton that was really impressive. What a catch, yeah. Um, and, and it was just it for the first time this year I was excited watching the Broncos offense. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I I'm really glad they because a couple of weeks ago it sounded like they didn't want to be playing him as a rookie. I'm yeah. I'm I'm very glad they uh changed their mind there because I'm I mean it wasn't again it wasn't some like dominant performance but it was such a pleasant game to see him play. And uh, if they don't like, if they if they find out the rest of the season that this is the guy they want to develop and and um, build around, that Jeez. changes totally changes what they could be doing with their top ten pick. Obviously, there's speculation that they would go quarterback again this year potentially. Yep. But now you're seeing Locke. I think they're all invested in Locke, and that's why he's playing. I absolutely. I'm, I'm glad he is, and I'm glad he looked good. I just want to see more of him. Yes. Okay. That's enough of that. Uh, onto our rookies of the week. Uh, I think it was a hard week to pick a like. I don't think there was a clear offensive rookie of the week. Slim pickings on offense. Yeah, D- defense. Lots. There of were guys. lots of like, but both were hard to necessarily pick for different reasons. Yeah. Not a lot going on with the offense. Tons of playmakers on defense. Yes. Who'd you end up going with for offensive rookie? Not a guy I feel great about, and it wasn't a loss to the Miami Dolphins. I, I picked Miles Sanders. Okay. I thought like solid game, like uh, seventeen carries, eighty three yards. Uh, that offense just not much of a spark. I'm kind of glad. That, I think this would be his worst carries of the year. I, I, I was gonna say that. it was kind of the first time it felt like he was given that the keys Featured. keys to the back, like truly given the keys to the backfield. Yeah, plus five catches, only for twenty two yards, but he had a score there. I want them to just kind of figure him out as a pass catcher a little more because I think that's yeah. where his most upside is. Agreed, and I mean. Carson Wentz kind of been bad throwing to running backs this year, but when they've 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 used him downfield a little bit this year, and he's looked good doing so. I just want to see more of an expanded role, and I think they're starting to go that way. Yeah, no, uh, again, bad week for it. So, I mean, statistically, he might have been one of the best, yeah, if not the best. I want to Drew Lock for it. I think like that's a. I knew we were going to talk about him. I think that's a good choice. Though. Yeah. So when I was looking at it, I I, I was like, not. Like, nobody had that 100-yard game. Like, Debo Samuel had a nice touchdown. Devin Singletary had a pretty solid game. 100 total yards for Singletary. Yeah, yeah like, those were kind of the other two guys I was looking at. I mean, mm-hmm. like, Josh Jacobs was, uh, like, the only guy on the Raiders who could do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, But then I was just like, it's got to be Locke. He sparked that offense completely, led them to a comeback win. It, yep. it was, again, his game was more impressive than the story the numbers tell. Um, and, and then he also, I, I had to put some respect on his name because the game-winning drive was built upon him doing the old Joe Flacco is an off-target deep ball to draw the defensive pass interference. Like, Joe taught him there. That's true. the Joe special. Day one of camp, I'm pretty sure that's what they're working on. 100%. Joe, Joe quickly realized, Locke's got an arm, eh? Let me teach him the old trick. Remember when Joe had an arm? <laughs> Joe still has an arm. He just uh, doesn't use it. He doesn't it. use it? Yeah, I Actually, I don't, uh, no one's sure if he has an arm. 
Because he doesn't use it. Exactly. Um, I miss old Joe. I love Joe Delaware, Joe Flacco, like rookie Joe Flacco. Anyways, that's not remnants. The Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco QB draft. I loved both of them. So. This, I mean, you're right about one. I mean, it's not like Flacco no. was a bust. So Flacco was a hit. Yeah, but, to- yeah. totally Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, okay, defensive rookie of the week where obviously it was a lot harder to decide. Yes, much harder. Uh, a couple names you could throw down. I, I my, my, my number one pick, Ed Oliver. Okay, I was could. really interested because... I'm going to throw out the couple guys I was who I assume you were contemplating around too. Ed mm-hmm. Oliver, Devin White. Yes, he, meant, he, he was my second choice. Uh, I thought Taylor Rapp was yes. fully put himself in there. Juan Thornhill's another name yes. that I thought had a really impressive week. Uh, I, I went with Devin White personally. But uh, Ed Oliver, t- t- tell us about Big Ed. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, th- I put him here because he deserved it. He's been quiet all year kind of. Showed up Thanksgiving, got that second helping of sacks, baby. Yeah, I think uh. pe- people were over the top criticizing with Ed yeah. just because it wasn't showing up week to week in the stat box. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game, he 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 really unleashed his ability as a pass rusher. Had the strip sack, picked up another sack. Uh, yeah, one one was like just him not giving up on the play, working to the outside, getting to Dak. That was the strip sack, yeah, right? Yeah. And then the other one was just him dominating. Who, who was it? Who's playing right guard right now for them? Zach Martin? Was it Zach Martin? Or maybe left guard? Yeah, it was know. left guard. It was Suofilo. It was, I thought it was Xavier. Yeah, that's why I was like... Because Connor Williams tore his ACL earlier in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, sucks. Anyways, yeah, dominating Xavier Suofilo. By the way, big miss for me. I liked him a lot. And a couple of good run stuffs for him, too. You didn't have to admit that. I know, but I, you know, look, I'm a humble person. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but big run stops too. Um, this was like I think the full at all of a coming out party. Yes, I agreed. And like uh, both runs, I mean, one was kind of just there, and he like made a one arm tackle. The other one uh, showed off the athleticism a little bit, working down the line. And uh, I think we're starting to see the real at Oliver. Yeah, I'm excited to see that defense against uh, Lamar Jackson, the yeah. Ravens' offense this week. There's a lot of a lot of fun matchups this week. Yeah, there is. I, let me tell you, little uh, it's called a tease. I picked eight. Uh, Eight dogs. Ooh, that's a big tease. I know. Uh, okay, for me, I went with Devin White for Defensive Rookie mm-hmm. of the Week. Uh, seven tackles, two pass breakups, a pick, return a fumble for a touchdown. Okay, yep. uh, so I threw I on this game. The Bucks, like kind of just dominated them, Jags, pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like after the first three drives, they just kind of took over. Um, White was, I thought, very impressive in coverage. The pick was a bit of a gimme, yep. but uh, looked good in coverage. Like on top of that as well, it was just all over the field. He brings so much energy to their defense, yeah. um, involved in so many plays. Uh, I just I think the exact guy they drafted. It was a little early for my liking. Uh, just in, mm-hmm. like I just, it's hard to in my mind to justify taking an off ball linebacker that early. Yeah, um, but he's giving them exactly what they wanted and needed. And I think he's over the last couple of weeks. He's since he come back from the, came back from the injury, like. Two games into the coming back from that, he's taking his game up a notch, and I think he he would be if the season ended today in the top five defense for defensive rookie of the year. Has like yeah, has any rookie been better than him over the last three weeks? <sighs> really putting me on the spot here. I, I know, uh, AJ, but I, like, Nick you don't Bosa. need to. Oh, you don't need to answer. Just Nick, Nick Bosa. Just, it's close though. It's an argument. Like I which think is, Devin White over the last three weeks has been significantly better than Devin Bush. Uh, yeah, agreed. But the, the point to be made is, uh, what a not a turnaround, but what an ascension for Devin White, turning it on the last couple of weeks. Yes. 
stuffing the stat box. The Bucks are a really weird, interesting team because, like, they're fun to watch, but they're not good. But they're not bad. They're not some horrible yeah. team or anything. Um, it's like, Jameis is always going to be fun because he's going to flash all yeah. that upside and then throw three picks or whatever, and the receivers are unstoppable. And, like, this game was super weird, too, because they barely used Evans and Goblin. It was a lot of O.J. Howard for once. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just really enjoy it. Like, for a, a losing team, the Bucks are enjoyable. And Devin White has made them even more enjoyable. Agreed. Okay. Uh, on to worst rookie of the week. Who's your worst rookie of the week, AJ? Uh, going back to Thanksgiving. Uh-oh. So sorry to uh, Caleb McGarry, who just got beat yes. like a drum. Yes, yes, um, yes. Cam Jordan yes. had four sacks. Yes. I felt bad. Marcus Davenport had two sacks. Not all on him. But they, they, the line as a whole gave up nine sacks. Yeah. They Trey could, Hendrickson got involved, our boy. McGarry was the clear worst Weak of spot. them. Yeah. Like, nobody played well, but he, he like, Cam Jordan was just moving him the second half. Yeah. Uh, because Cam, Cam Jordan plays both sides, obviously. Like, they move him around. They, mm-hmm. uh, he, he, um, He'll play like standing up, four point stance, everything. But then that second half, I think they quickly found out like Caleb McGarry just couldn't handle him, so he just like kept. He, I swear, he was a lot of two point stance and just yeah. getting after McGarry. Yeah, uh, yeah. He just to, to be honest, he shouldn't be on the field. It was like because just thinking about how we felt about him um, coming out of Washington, we both thought. First of all, not a first round talent. Not a first round pick. Like yeah. late day two, early day three for me at least. Um, uh, yeah, and a guy that need, like like there was some potential there, but he needed time. Yes, like athletic upside, big size, um, but kind of a technical mess who who needed a lot of development, and he was immediately thrown into the fire, and it hasn't worked out. Like he's also the correct answer for not ready to play this week. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So uh, I put him there too, but it's just a double stuff and of killing here. I also put Daniel Jones here just because it was. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, he was your best rookie because he improved his fumbling. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anybody else for worst rookie? No, I don't like being mean. I know. Primetime star. Uh, kind of a weird week if you don't include the. I, I, I did because I just wanted to get this guy in. Okay, cool. I didn't, and my pick is meh. But I went with DK Metcalf on Monday night. Fumbled again, which I wanted to bring up. A, a little concerning? Strange. Yeah, so that's, I don't that's know. That's three major fumbles now. One was just a complete blunder in the Ravens game. Like, what the fuck happened there? One was a great play by, by uh, what was it, Tart, I believe? I yeah, yeah, it was Tart. In the Niners game. And this one was just like a, a, a plain old fumble. But anyways, <laughs> outside of that, good game. Uh Lots of lots of like beating guys off the line. Yeah, uh, that's that that slant I tweeted out. Follow me, Rob Paul NFL. <laughs> I didn't know you tweeted, it, but I was going to reference that slant. So the one you tweeted, Rob, that was impressive. I thought like like are we ready to say he's been the best rookie wide receiver? Uh, no. Okay. What? Who's like I'm not better? saying he like someone he's, he's like better, best. but I'm not I'm not ready to say he's like definitively no no, no I didn't say definitively oh, I, like it's man. him Debo Samuel Terry McLaurin McLaurin yeah would you put anybody else in that conversation not really no Hollywood's I, like, next I think, I think those three in particular have just stood out then it's what Hollywood AJ Brown I guess yeah well, actually I'd throw AJ Brown in there four I don't know I don't I, I think he's he's not quite maybe he's what? close AJ Brown's had game like basically the same season that DK Metcalf's had a little more consistent from DK, though. 
Not really. No? AJ Brown's not fumbling every other game. No, I mean consistently showing up. Not. Well, I mean, it, like AJ Brown. It's. I'm not knocking AJ Brown. I said he's like the next I guy. Just, I feel like you're uh, letting your your pre-draft thoughts uh, cloud your judgment here, and your Seahawks bias take over. Like AJ Brown is over 600 yards. That's correct. Yeah, like he's been good. I'm not saying he's not good. I, I just think he's in that conversation too. Fair enough. Um, for me, you put? I, yeah, I put it all over here just cause I, I, I my, my choice for, uh, rookie of the week was between for, for me, it was Devin White and Ed Oliver, just like mm-hmm. for you. And I figured I'd put Devin White and then I can stick Ed Oliver here cause I'm a hack <laughs> and it wasn't a true primetime game, but Hey, no, but it snuck until like seven o'clock. Yeah. So is that, is that pro- see, I guess it depends on your definition of when primetime truly is eight o'clock to 11 o'clock. Oh, that was that's very solid in your mind. I mean, seven o'clock. You got the wheel on. You got Jeopardy. Dude, uh, wait, wait, wait. On the West Coast, do they call like five o'clock prime time? I guess not. There is there no prime time games. Thank, thank God we don't live on the West it Coast. It would be so strange. What do you do when it's like eight p.m. and Sunday night football is over? I don't know, but they seem to like it out there. Well, I think it's nice that um, you you wake up and it's on. Ten o'clock is too early. Like for you, you don't, don't have to you don't have to in. wait for it. And then, uh, I I guess in theory, if I had a family, like I could do things on Sunday nights. Yeah. Like is that but, is that why they like it? But the kids go to bed I, soon. I mean, I mean, it would be nice to not have to like. But I stay up like, I'm gonna stay up till midnight anyway. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. But and the kids are in bed. Okay, I mean, for the old people, it makes sense. Like West Coast okay. for the olds. Okay, I guess okay no 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 hear me out hear me out Saturdays yep. you, you can go out and you can watch oh, college football all day and go out and like not miss point. anything I think that's the big advantage for the, us that's youngins I'm glad I spent my Ed Oliver primetime talk to talk about time zones <laughs> yeah time's up let's move on uh, we already talked about Big Ed but yeah he uh, I mean ask any Bills fan that the people who hadn't been watching the games were acting like he was a bust uh, people who had been were rightfully saying he isn't and then mm-hmm. it all came together for him in this game i'm ready to see him against lamar jackson okay underwhelming performance i uh i did an old combo here rob because i didn't have one that really stood out to me i'm gonna combo miko Hardman only having one catch for nine yards against the raiders not like he needed to have a monster game in that game because they just blew the fucking doors off but he's quieted down the last couple weeks yeah had a solid return like 32 yards or something like that um but yeah a little quiet i want to see him step up again and uh, along the same tracks, Hollywood Brown. But again, the game the game plan just didn't really I th- involve him. Like, I think part of it is we were were spoiled by the, the way the re- both of them started. Well, well that and yeah. there was the the other receivers we were just talking about being so mm-hmm. impressive for rookie receivers, which the positions normally yeah it, it's not an immediate translation type of posi- type of position. Yeah. Uh, so seeing so many guys immediately make a big impact kind of spoiled us that like we're waiting. We want to be seeing more from some of the other other guys. And I'm going to talk about a couple more still even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's part of it. But and then like you said with me, Cole Hardman and Hollywood Brown, they both like kind of got off to yeah. not not like huge. Well, I mean Hollywood had Hollywood some did. big games, but like Cole Hardman not not necessarily big games, but big play uh, like a big play big uh, game. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I think that kind of uh, increased what we were expecting out of them. 
Yeah, I'm not knocking either one because no. again, like it's just the the way the Ravens play the game is a lot of tight ends and obviously a lot of running the football. Like Lamar only had what like 109 yards passing. So yeah, uh, for, and Hollywood had like one yard. So. For, for me, I I went with a different receiver here, Deontay Johnson for the Steelers. Okay, uh, just 14 yards against the Browns. Um, yeah. had a drop. Was just inconsistent. Uh, how how do you feel about his season as a whole? There's been flashes where I think he's he's been like promising, especially considering yeah. what some people thought about him when they took him. Yeah, and you were one of his bigger fans. Yeah, because he fits the mold of what Pittsburgh's like uh, with the receivers they draft and develop in the past. Yeah. Um, but just underwhelming in terms of with Juju out, with uh, James Conner out, um, just needing somebody to step up, and James Washington mm-hmm. definitely did for them. Obviously, he had that huge touchdown catch from Duck. But uh, just a little bit underwhelming. I didn't think he played that well. He hasn't played. He he had a he had a stretch of games where he was starting to really come on. The last couple of weeks, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of cooled down. So I, I would just I figured the same thing. Uh, and then I also put Noah Fant here. Okay, uh, <laughs> I figured we had to talk about Noah Fant somewhere. Yeah, he didn't play very well. No, and he hasn't been playing very well. Yeah, he, he dropped a touchdown from Drew Locke. Um, he just mm-hmm. he struggled with drops he's had some big plays uh this season where it's like obviously promising like yeah that yep. big i think two different big yak touchdowns yeah yeah the one like three catch for 115 yards in a game or something yeah so there's and again tight, tight end even more so than receiver is a position that doesn't immediately translate especially yeah. when you consider the type of tight end weapon he is and just obviously the inconsistencies with their offense as a whole and whatnot yeah um so like i'm not worried or anything but they just they really need him to step up uh because opposite Cortland Sutton they're not getting much from anybody no no um like the drops are worrying but other yeah. like at least he's putting himself in position to get passes yeah. like i don't know to be positive but, but it's he's uh, he's having an Eric Ebron type of start to his career mhm mhm he needs to get to another team and then score 16 touchdowns yeah uh okay who's looking like a hit for you okay First off, I gotta pat myself on the back for having Taylor Rapp here last week, before the big Taylor Rapp game, baby. So it's a double hit, right? It's a double hit, and I just wanna what a game for Taylor Rapp. <laughs> what yeah, he had the pick six, he dropped another INT, had another one called back, so yeah. it could have been a three interception game. It's true. Couple tackles, couple PBUs, what a game. More safeties, baby. Sick. You already mentioned this guy, Juan Thornhill. I think a hit for both of us. Yeah. Pick six against the Raiders, three tackles, good game. And I'll go with a, a like a more subtle performance. Been good for the Saints. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah, he, he he's the number one guy I put here for myself. Me too. Um, I'm glad. One interception and well played ball. Like kind of just undercut the route. Nice catch. He's looked he's really been, good. Yeah, like like quietly impressive. And and I didn't think he was getting much talk mm-hmm. uh, outside of like the the draft the draft draft Twitter liked him a lot. Yes. And, and we were all surprised when he fell to the fourth round. So I was sort of like that. But then, like, D- Dame Brugler put out uh, his all third third of the way rookie team. And uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was his second uh, team DB. Fair enough. So, like, he, enough. Uh, he, from big media, started to, like, talk about him. Obviously, Dame Brugler's a draft uh, analyst. So it's, like, yeah. not, not necessarily, like, the big, big media. Like, big, just... I don't know what I'm saying because Dane, <laughs> Dane's big media to me. Retweet. Um, Taking myself into a hole. If I were the Saints, uh, I don't think Chauncey would leave the field. No, no. 
he looks like the like I think he's such a perfect nickel for them. Yeah, anywhere like he's very versatile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that also helps too. Yeah, um, I put him, and I also put just another nickel. Uh, Julian Love for the Giants. He was their okay. best. He was the best player for them against the Packers. I'm glad he's another guy that slipped a bit too. Yes, and he was just he he was making a lot of plays against the run. Uh, he had seven tackles, but he he just kept. It felt to me watching them. Uh, the 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 defense didn't have a great game, but um, again, a lot of the points came in the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. and he to me was just the guy who just kept making plays on defense and kept standing out. When they've got all all these guys who've been they spent first round picks on, and like obviously Leonard Williams a first round pick too. Like there's lots of first round picks on yeah. that defense, and none yeah. of them are really standing out. The two guys who I kept catching my eye were Julian Love and Grant Haley. I love both of those guys. Also, no offense, Antoine Bethea should retire. He uh, was just getting torched by Alan Lazard. Yeah, what a game for Lazard. Yeah, Iowa State. Uh, okay, who's looking like a miss? I'm sticking with the Giants' defense. And this is more of a culminative over the season. I just couldn't think of anyone this week. Dexter Lawrence has been a lot better than I anticipated him to be. I think we talked about this uh, a couple for a second, times. For a second, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I was super high on Dexter and he sucks. <laughs> It's the other way. It's the other way. Yeah, I was lower than lots of people, for sure the average. Um, three tackles against the Packers, not a, not a terrific person. But, yeah, you're right. Like, it's a season. That you're yeah, playing. he's been consistently pushing the pocket all year. And I was like, you're going to draft a nose tackle dude in the first round when, like, Jeffrey Simmons went after him or whatever. Like, I'm like, eh, come on. You know what I mean? But, no, he's been, he's been solid. I mean, everything you can ask for out of – a no tackle. Yes, uh, I put Jerry Tillery here. Okay, he's my needs to step it up. So, because <laughs> okay, he we've we've talked about it before. He's not given a ton of consistent opportunities, but when he is, he's not doing much. And I think obviously that's part of the reason he's not given more opportunities. Yeah, and like he's a guy I was so extremely high on. Well, me too. Um, where it's like I I didn't think he'd come in and be a world beater, but like I thought he could come in and make some flash plays. Where, Early but he, he he's done nothing. And he's playing like between I, I I looked it was like thirty to fifty percent of the snaps so he's not like it's enough getting, to no. be making plays exactly and like okay so he's he's my niece to step it up I'm not ready to call him a mess um, well it's, it's oh, I, I know it's, I know it's hard I, like I, you just have to none of, none of yeah it's content I'm just trying to sell this podcast <laughs> it's only twelve tackles in the second half on the year yeah and it's not like he, he he's played in every game he's played decent chunk of snaps. I think he's better than his stats, but it's like time for him to really, 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 really start showing up. Yes. Bigger and more consistently. Uh, my needs to step it up is J.J. Arcega, Whiteside. <laughs> that was mine a couple weeks ago. I mean, he had a touchdown. Yes, he did. But my main takeaway was when I tweeted out that DK Metcalf slant route. Yeah. I don't know why so many Eagles fans started tweeting at me or quote tweeting me and saying, this is the guy we should have taken. Yeah. But they were not happy. Um, and, and just when he's been on the field, he struggled with route running. Uh, there's, I mean, I think two weeks ago he, he ran, um, a, uh, a, like a middle of the field hook and Carson went through an interception and like to the, to, to, to the naked eye, like it looked like it was a bad throw by Carson once, but it was cause Arthigo Whiteside started hopping his route and, and like just wasn't in the right place. And it was completely on him and not on once. 
And yeah. just little things like that, he, he isn't nuanced. And we knew that about him. Like, he wasn't some great red runner. What we knew about him was size, jump ball ability, red zone yeah. threat. Um, just could be a big red zone playmaker, potentially. But he just has really struggled to create separation and run routes. Um, do, like, do the NFL just, like, miss? Or, like, do they just overthink DK Metcalf? I, 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 I don't know. Like, like, I don't the, understand. Like like Andy Isabella went before him, speed, but like really, like I mean, DK's it's it's hard for fast. like because we were both so high on it. He was your receiver, wide receiver one. He was your receiver yeah. one. He was my receiver one. We were just so both so blatantly high on him that like, like I, I feel per- like I can't understand it. Like Paris Campbell went over him. Like that's whack. JJ and like for me, I I was too high on JJ. I'll I'll admit that. Uh, Meikle went above him, like at least, like these guys you see bits with, but like like Adrian Brown went over. I, I'm not gonna bitch about that one, but like the other ones, uh, it feels weird to pass on DK Metcalf. At least with Meikle, Harmony fits the mold of like the Hollywood Brown yeah. type, and the, the Tyreek Hill stuff was going around too. Yeah, and, and, and but but gonna, like the yeah. pa- Paris Campbell's a weird one, and JJ's, and JJ's a, a really weird one too because it's like. In theory, not like they're not the same player whatsoever, but in theory, no. a big body receiver. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'll never understand it. And like with the cards, uh, I don't know. Maybe they, they, like, they, they took. Bo- Some people were really high on Isabella, though. I was. I was high on him, too. And I mean, maybe they thought like Butler in the fourth would like just be DK. For I them. mean, I don't know. In hindsight, it's like the receivers played out so different in the draft than how we had them ranked. Yes. And in like as that draft was taking place, I was like so baffled, yeah, um, about it. Re- receiver is my favorite offensive position to evaluate, and in that moment, I was like, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> I was but, just like, but but now I know I should be an NFL GM. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, who do you have for not ready to play? I say Caleb McGeary this week. That's I true, mean. Yeah. Uh, Who else do you have? I've got Nikhil uh, Harry. All right, yeah. He was awful against the Texans. <laughs> he has not he been good. He can't separate. No. He ran a horrible slant. That it was a bad throw from Brady, but uh, his horrible slant was part of the reason the pick was, pass was intercepted. Um, he just doesn't look ready to be on the field right now at all. Hey, I like Harry. <laughs> I like JJ. I like Dandy. So maybe it's not for me either, but I like DK the most. Yeah, so at the end of the day, you just flex that. I'm still smarter than the NFL, yeah. Correct. Uh, okay, best day three rookie? Speaking of being kind of smart, a tight end I liked went to uh, Indy. <laughs> was terrible. But he's producing for the New York Giants. Where's Caden Smith coming from, Rob? Where's Caden Smith coming from? You know what's funny? I was watching the Packers-Giants game, and I saw Caden Smith catch catch a, a pass, and I was like, who the fuck is that tight end? Like he had a he had like, a good game last week too. I didn't key in that it was him. I yeah, because I remember last week he did like because we were joking about it, but then yeah, I just like it, it, it. It's not in my head that he is on their team. No, because obviously it was a 49ers draft pick. Yes, and, and uh, yeah, no, he it was like, is that Kyle Boss? What's going on? I think <laughs> they found their next Kyle Boss. He, I mean, he they. He looks like a good two second tight end after Evan Ingram. Kyle, I mean, Kyle Boss was sick. Kyle Boss was really. I love Kyle Boss. Six catches, seventy yards in the snow against the Packers. The one on the side. Daniel Jones likes break. him as the as like a safety net. 
Yeah, they they ran like a tight end screen to him too. Like, like it's so weird. And then he's like good. It's it's really weird. I'm I'm in he's, on he, it. Good blocking too. I'm in on it. I'm very in on it. Oh, it's funny. I think I was wait like before the combine. I was so lofty on Caden Smith. I'm gonna pull it up and not admit how, how high I was on him. Okay, well you pull it up. I'll talk about my day three guy. Go for it. Uh, Drew Tranquil. He yeah, every week he's that. just like all over for the Chargers at linebacker. He looks like a, a potential long term starting off ball linebacker for them going forward, especially when you consider like Thomas Davis mm-hmm. getting up there in age. Yep. Denzel Perriman's been battling injuries and inconsistent play. Like I think Drew Tranquil's kind of like the true off ball guy. Kazir White's um that like uh athletic hybrid type. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. and then Uchenna like um pass rush hybrid. Yeah, like they're they're the two opposite types of hybrids. I like those three together. And and Tranquil was just making a lot of plays against the run, uh, for the Chargers against the Broncos. Like seven tackles, I think, yeah, in the game. Or yeah. Something? And uh, I love Drew Tranquil. Me too. Just he's high energy. He was one of my favorite players in the class last year. Me too. And like I thought, um, like I, I, I caught some flack for having him as a top one hundred player, but I, I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. Yeah, um, I think we're both super high on him. Like, I was also gonna pull it up. I'm not gonna admit where I had Kane Smith. Okay. Um, <laughs> too much, but maybe I'm right. Yeah, like Tranquil. Oh, let me pull it up. I him as a late second round guy. Yeah, we were both incredibly high on him. Yeah, I had a late second round grade on him. Like, so, I mean, there we go. We're right, Rob. Again, what else is new? We're elite at uh, scouting. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving it at that. Uh, best undrafted rookie? It has to be David Blau. It has to be. It makes so much more sense. When I was doing this, I think I forgot that him and Duck Hodges were undrafted. Because now that we're here, those both seem like the, like, I, I would pick Duck. Duck Hodges is my choice, but that's not <laughs> who I wrote down. Who'd you write down? Jesper Horsted for catching a touchdown against the Lions. All right. Um, it was a sick touchdown grab, too. But, yeah, yeah no, my, my real choice is Duck Hodges. Totally forgot that he's undrafted because he's that I guy. almost forgot about Blau, so. Uh, rookie who flashed? All right, the one I've been waiting for, I'm glad we haven't mentioned him yet, Darwin fucking Thompson. Okay, I've got him for something else. Out of nowhere? No. Or start. Start. Yes, yes, Rob. I think they Good should work. start him. He, he, he came in because obviously running backs got banged up, and, yep. and he just the game he's, was over. he's got much more juice than hundred percent than what they've had. Like Lashawn McCoy isn't Lashawn McCoy anymore. Damian Williams, oh. I think, is a very nice number two running back for them. Yes, Darwin Thompson is everything they should want in a running back. I, I think they just bring him around slowly because he looked good in the preseason too, and then like he yep. has barely played. Yeah. Um. I I think like I do think he is going especially next year. I think he'll he'll have such an uptick in usage. So it was, it was eleven carries for forty four yards and a touchdown, but like powerful. Like we you know he looked like Derwin Thompson at Utah State. Yeah, like, you know powerful for his size, uh, strong running, making guys miss, electric burst, and he didn't catch the ball, but like he can. So yeah, no, he uh, I, I I do think they should start him. I, or at no, least I increase his role. No, fuck it. Start for Okay. Um, I, I would have put him there too, uh, but I put him at work. He flies. Okay, so. you already mentioned one Thornhill and Tilly Rapp. I put them down for here. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also put two Titans defenders. Jeffrey Simmons. He, yeah. he is a guy who, if we had outplayed the box score, he would probably be in it pretty much every week. 
Yeah. Because he's affecting the game, but it doesn't show up necessarily in the stat box. Yes. He was, he was giving Glowinski some hell. He he got through Quentin Nelson at one point. Uh, and, and just he, he was creating uh, – he was pushing the pocket and, and uh, just clogging up the inside run for the Colts. Uh, and and his teammate, Amani Hooker. Yeah, it's, I'm glad we finally bring up Amani. It's been a it's been a really are we still elite at scouting nickels slash safeties? They they don't play them enough though. They don't. They don't. And I mean it's justified just because they have so much depth. Like they're getting like, production from like Ty Smith. I don't know. They they have they have a lot of depth and, and uh They do, they do. And we knew that when they drafted Hooker. Yes. But he yeah, no, he's looked good when on the field, like um I think he's gonna be their Pat Chung in the future, uh just uh compared to because Vrabel's obviously a Patriots guy. Mm-hmm. Um what was I gonna say? Oh I oh uh, Dane Crookshank blocked a field goal, so Fuck that's you. another hit for us. As a safety <laughs> slash D B. Yes. But yeah, no, I, I swear it was it was a huge week for rookie quarterbacks and rookie safety slash nickels. It was, absolutely. Uh out of nowhere, Rook? Uh so no, are you, uh, uh, wow, an undrafted guy. I was worried you are going to have him for UDFA. He just made one massive play on Thanksgiving. Shy Tuttle, baby. Oh, yeah, he, he stiff-armed Matt Ryan to hell. Stiff-armed him to the ground. For God. <laughs> At the interception, I mean. I can't believe you don't have uh, this guy, Travis Homer. Uh, I was thinking, but, but I had to get Shy Tuttle in. Just a special teams monster. Travis Homer had the fake punt, uh, direct snap for 29 yards, and recovered yep. uh, the fumble. The fumble. Travis Homer's been good on special teams for Seattle. Hey, that's a hit for me. I'll take it. Seattle has, honestly, they're kind of weird. And I think one of their goals in this draft was to get better on special teams because they they slipped in the last couple years. Obviously, they drafted Dixon last year. Yeah, everyone's here to hear Seattle special teams takes. Shut up. It's about rookies. Hugo Amadi's been great on special teams. Homer's been good. Cody Barton's been really good. There you go. Rookie talk. Uh, I'll switch Sean Murphy bunting here. Obviously, he's not an out-of-nowhere guy, but uh, to me, yeah. it was an out-of-nowhere performance. performance. He had his best game of the yeah. year by far for the Jags. Picked up pass, broke up a couple more. He just looked so much more confident in coverage, and uh, obviously a big, big, nice sign that they're getting some flashes out of him, and obviously we've talked about Shrew Jamel Dean a whole <laughs> yeah. lot. We have to say his name. Yes. Um, so it's, it's nice that they're finally starting to get these High draft picks spent on DBs to pay off. Look, they have to. They've picked so many guys. Okay, my start the rookie was Darwin Thompson. Who'd you, who'd you have? All right, all right. Will Greer. Okay. I mean, Alan, I'm not going to disagree because I think you're right. Yeah. Allen, we know, we know, isn't more than a backup. Ron's out, obviously. It's time to see what you have everywhere in the organization, okay? You're talking about keeping Marty Herney. He drafted Greer in the third round. Let's see Will Greer. Why not? Third round pick, man. Like, I know. I no, I completely agree. I know you do, but like because I, I think Kyle Allen's bad at football. The sack was so fucking bad. Like Kyle Allen, you're like you feel good about him as a backup. Like sure, you you figured one thing out, and you haven't had a good backup in like since Cam Newton showed up. But you drafted Greer. Let's see what he can do. I don't think it's be good, but let's see what he can do. Agreed. I don't know. It, it makes me upset, Rob. You know what doesn't make me upset, Rob? What? Betting with my bucky, unless I lose. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years, actually, honestly, just bet against your team. It's, it's a win-win. Uh, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, 
my bookie is your best bet this season. You know what? If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, and who isn't that type of guy, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. Um, so if you're going to bet the season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Between the uh, the football, the NFL season winding down, the championship weekend in college football, the bowl season, uh, MLB futures if you want. It's almost opening day, I think. Their offseason is so, so short. Uh, NBA and NHL is in full swing. College basketball is in full swing. It's it's a great time to get off the sideline and get on the game uh, with my buggy. Uh, if you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in on the game. <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to say that. With mybuggy.ag. And if you join right now, my bucket will double your first deposit. All you got to do is use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That is promo code CHAIR to double your moolah. Visit mybucky.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And it's time to get paid and make our picks for week 14. Uh, we both went 8-8 eight and eight last week. I know that. Spoilers, Rob. I started 6-0, and oh, though. And then I, it was all downhill from Shouldn't there. Shouldn't have said that. So take use AJ's first six picks this week. Yes, and then I'm, don't I'm, use the rest. I win on Thanksgiving every year. That's that's my thing. Oh, Anyways, nice. speaking of Thanksgiving, it's a Thursday, but it's not, and the Cowboys are playing, and they're in Chicago, and Dallas is minus three. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Agreed. I don't want to, but I would feel worse taking the Bears. Uh, I think Jason Garrett's clearly on his last legs, and they this is a do or die type game. If they drop this game. Like, I think that seals the deal for him as the cat. Like, I don't know that... I don't think Jerry would necessarily fire him in season, but, like, in Jerry's mind, he's done at the end of the year. Um, they He'll be coached somewhere, Rob. True. They need they need to rebound. Mitch Trubisky sucks. Uh, I don't think Matt Nagy's been a very good coach. Uh, yes. This is Cowboys' do-or-die moment to kind of prove if they're going to win this division. Like, they should win this division. They're going to win it at 8-8, eight and eight, but they need this game. Yeah, the Eagles don't want to win it either. Um, I like that, that the NFL didn't give them the mini bye week and they just give them Thursday to Thursday. I respect that. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys too. I agree with you. The Eagles or the Cowboys got to show up eventually, right? Correct. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, two good football games. Baltimore's in Buffalo, which didn't look good to start the year, but now it looks like a really fun matchup and the Ravens are minus six and a half. Okay. I think the Ravens win this game. I'm taking the Bills to cover the spread. I respect that so much. I was so close to doing so. Uh, I'm not doing so. But I like your pick. I think that yep. the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep saying oh, okay. at the time. Although the 49ers, uh, uh, the 49ers couldn't contain Lamar on the ground, and that was the difference. But they did yeah. ho- hold them to 20 points, obviously, and cover the spread. Uh, I think the Bills have a similar type of defense. The Bills will be at home. Uh, Bills don't have the same pass rush upside, but they have more uh, ability. Uh, Stop the run. There's just their secondary has been so good. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano have been so good. Ed Oliver's starting to step it up. I think that they'll be able to not not contain Lamar, but stop it from being some sort of blowout. And then on the other side of the ball, Josh Allen's fun. Like yeah. he's not great, but he's not bad. He's, he's been the second he, best sophomore. Quarterback. He's so much better than what. Some people thought he was. Yeah. My Dante Culpepper pro comp starting to look really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I just think I think it's just going to be a battle, and ultimately the Ravens pull it up with the Bills uh, cover. 
I I don't think the Bills' defense is better than the Niners, but it, it might be m- more well built to stop the Ravens. Is that fair to say, or is that stupid? I I just think they're better coached. No offense to Robert Sala, yeah. I think Sean, Sean McDermott's one of the best defensive minds, and, and Leslie Frazier is one of the most underrated defensive coordinators in the NFL. I think neither of them get enough credit. I know McDermott like it's all Sean McDermott, but no one I, talks I about they're... Leslie Frazier though. It's true, yeah. And on the it's other true. side, Brian Dable has been one of the. I think the last couple weeks, one of the most impressive offensive coordinators for the Bills. It's almost good for Buffalo that they they're, they're flying under like these coaches are flying under the radar because it would suck to lose one of them, right? Oh, definitely. Anyways, I am taking the Ravens to cover. Just I just think it's going to be a little too much for the Bills, but I think this is like a seven point game. I think they just squeak out the the win. So yeah, that, that's see that's what I think too, but just a little less than seven. I respect it. Um, uh, Washington at Green Bay. The Packers are minus 13. I mean, I look silly now for – you picked Washington last week, didn't you? I did, yeah. And, and I uh, I couldn't believe it. I was baffled. You were right. Kyle Allen sucks. But this is against Aaron Rodgers. Allen Lazard's uncoverable. Uh, the, the difference for me in this game is Dwayne Haskins has really struggled. The Packers can key in on that run. They have a talented, talented secondary with Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. How, how many and, times is Haskins going to get sacked this week? Like Zedarius Smith is going to go to town. Preston Smith's yeah. going to go to town. Uh, like I just think it's going to that's going to be enough. Like they're not going to be able to put Agreed. up points. Like it's going to be like a twenty-four-six win for the Packers. Like I don't trust the Packers, but uh, I don't think Washington's going to be able to score. I, I agree with you. I'm taking the Packers. Especially um, honest points. If, it, if it's snowing in Green Bay again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Broncos at Texans. Houston's minus nine and a half. I'm going to take the Texans. Me too. I think. Drew Locke obviously was impressive last week, but the Texans' defense has been playing better football lately. Yes. Bradley Roby yeah. was impressive against New England. He was. Um, it's the Bradley Roby revenge game. Cole Anthony's out here taking, like, half-court threes. Respect. Uh, Ohio State's dominating. Um, Fuck. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but, yeah, Br- Broncos' defense won't be able to slow down Deshaun Watson in this offense. Um, this is, like, to me, this is a game Texan, the Texans should cover the spread. They're coming off that big game against New England. Show the world that they are a true contender. Would just blow the Broncos. Fuck everything you're saying sounds like it's gonna be a letdown game now. If this was in Denver, I would take the Broncos plus the points. Uh, but it's not, so I'm taking Houston. Uh, another great game, man. Niners at Saints. New Orleans is minus two and a half at home. Yeah, the, the Niners and Ravens just playing good teams all the time. Yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm gonna take the Niners. This is a tough one, man. I I'm taking the Saints. But I don't feel good about it. The Saints offensive line is banged up. Yeah. Drew Brees hasn't been like Drew Brees. the true Drew Brees this year. Yeah. Their offense runs through Michael Thomas. Robert Salaf, the 49ers defense, and Robert Salaf, like they key in on him. Richard Sherman's one of the best corners in the NFL still. I think the pass rush is going to be able to get after Brees some. Uh, and Fre- Fred Warner's been probably the best off-ball linebacker in the NFL this year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, other uh, other side of the ball, I... I I think, I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I don't know if that's. I was a about weird to take. ask you. I was about to ask you that actually. That's funny. Yeah, like I think some people might think it's the Saints. Lots of points. No, like I, I think this is gonna be like a, a twenty to seventeen, similar to the Ravens Niners game, which I know it was a messy game, but that game just felt like a playoff game. It did. I, I swear to God, I was just thinking that. I, I agree, it's gonna be a low scoring game, and I, I, I pulled up my phone and checked the under, uh, the total because I was gonna. I like the under. Guess the total in this game. Um, 44 and a half. 44. Well, that's close. 
Well done. So Vegas is a little on it. They, they, they see a little scoring game. But uh, yeah, I can sniff the owner. The, the owner. <laughs> the under. Um, I, I'm taking New Orleans. Just say the Niners. That's my reason. Fair. Uh, Bengals at Browns. Cleveland's when I say it. Bengals got their win. I'm going to take the Browns. The Browns, I, I don't understand what the Browns are. They, <laughs> they look like they're going to blow out Pittsburgh and then they lost. Uh, yeah. This needs to be like Baker Mayfield needs. The Baker Mayfield has been playing better football lately. Um, yes. They just need to do something. I don't. It's just. It's such a letdown of a team. This is the, yeah, the yeah. shitty Bengals. Just go blow them out. Fire uh, Freddy, though. I think I think the Browns win, but they don't cover. I don't trust them. Fair, no, it's fair. It's a lot of points. Andy Dalton's back. He's semi capable. I, I, I don't trust him. I'm going to take the Bengals. Andy Dalton's better than a handful of starters in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Carolina at Atlanta. The Falcons are minus three. I I always take the interim head coach bump. So I'm taking the Panthers plus three. Perry <laughs> feels ready to go. It's not his first time being interim head coach. He knows how to get the troops right up. They all love Ron Rivera. They're all going to be playing hard because they miss Ron. Uh, they're going to put an end to Dan Quinn as a head coach in this game. That I was just thinking that. Like, how cool. I mean, it's sad, it's, and I shouldn't say it's cool. How cool would it be like for a team to fire their coach, go into another <laughs> team. Division team. Beat team. them. Fire their coach. Yeah. No. Very cool. People getting fired, losing jobs. I, it's not cool, but it's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dan and Ron. Um, I, I'm taking Atlanta because of Kyle Allen. Not really, but what if, I don't what know. if Ron becomes a head coach somewhere and hires Dan as his DC? Okay, well I'd be all in. I know you would. I respect both of them. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Detroit in Minnesota. Vikings are minus thirteen. Mike Zimmer's going to go off on David Blau. Re- retweet, yeah. And, and the Lions' defense is horrible. And even if Dalvin Cook doesn't play because of the shoulder injury. I don't like. I don't think like it's gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. Alexander the Bull Madison. We'll be talking about him on the rookie show next week. I, that's a good prediction, Rob. I'm also taking the Vikings. Does Matt Patricia get fired, Rob? I don't think so. Just because him and Bob Quinn are paired together for a reason. Yeah. And sure. it's just I, I I don't know I I just don't get the vibe that they're gonna move on right away. I I feel the same way. I kind of think they should. I know. I don't think he's the man for the job. I just don't think it happens yet. Yep. No, fair enough. Maybe next year. <laughs> Dolphins at Jets. Uh, New York's minus five. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. Fair enough. I mean, I the Jets make me sick for what me taking them last week. Uh, Brian Flores is the better head coach. That's correct. Brian Flores is both the better coordinators. Uh, yeah, Greg Williams no. hasn't been bad. I'm going to say that. He's, like, he's it's, not good. Danger zone. Greg sucks. Williams is the perfect DC for a bad head coach. That's correct. It's probably like Not, the, the and the head coach ends up hating him, but they end up being a pretty decent defense. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm just gonna take the Dolphins. I just I think their coach and this sounds insane. I just think the team is more consistent. I don't know. I hate this game. I hate myself. <laughs> I uh, it's Adam Gase revenge game. I'm never picking against that. Go go Jets. Oh God. Uh, I hate this game. I don't care. Colts at Tampa Bay. The Bucks are minus three. I'm gonna take the Colts. They need a big bounce back game. They kind of they they were they had it against the Titans and just collapsed they in the second half. Yeah. Uh, they need to bounce back, and they're obviously still fighting for that six seed. 
or potentially the division. I don't. Th- I think that's kind of out of reach now, though. Agreed. Uh, but six seeds definitely within reach. Um, they have. They have to go in and just flex what they can do. Uh, it's tough. It yeah. is tough. They, they're. Uh, they're still a fun team. I enjoy watching. Um, we pick the Colts every week. I'm not going to go against that. Respect. Yeah. Uh, Jags minus three in Jacksonville. Wait, Chargers minus three in Jacksonville. <laughs> Ooh, Freudian slip. Uh, I'm thinking Jaguars. The Gardner Minshew bump there at home. Chargers couldn't stop Drew Locke. So now we got Gardner Minshew. The Chargers just feel like it's all gone to hell. Flippers are going to get benched in this game. You, uh, you know what? I have the Jags too, but it's the Gus Bradley revenge game. That's true. <sighs> Do I flip? Uh, I'm not flipping. I'm taking the Jags, but I'm scared now. I agreed with what you said, but uh, I don't know. The Gus Bradley revenge game scares me. Okay, back to good football games. Kansas City is in New England, and the Pats are minus three. I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Me too. The The Patches looked really bad last week. They're not getting much from any of the receivers. Brady seen, like Brady doesn't trust anyone other than Edelman, and rightfully so. The offensive line's been struggling a lot. Yeah. Uh, if they don't get turnover luck with that defense, then it just they struggle and yep. like the defense doesn't struggle but the team struggles yeah uh and, and it's pat mahomes it's, it's the chiefs defense been playing better football lately i think chris jones is gonna have a field day uh i'm, re- I'm ready to see uh the patriots lose two in a row yeah i mean if, if the chiefs start scoring um i don't think the pats will be able to keep up no taking casey uh <laughs> Steelers minus two and a half in the desert, playing the cards. I'm not picking against Duck or my Steelers. Uh, the Cardinals' defense, their pass defense, one of the worst in the league. Duck's going to put on a show. There are no pawns in the desert for the Duck. Give me the cards. Bounce back game. This defense Talk. is too good. I think like they're going to give Kyler Murray a lot of trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's, I think it's going to be like, a close. I think it's a fun, it's a fun game. 425 game. Like I won't watch it. Like I, I will because I'm a Steelers fan, but like, oh yeah, that's if the Chiefs. What? If the Chiefs, I was gonna say if the Chiefs Patriots weren't on, this would be the clear choice of the three. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, yeah, I just want you to say that. Thank you. I, I mean, next game is Titans minus three in Oakland. I kind of hate watching both those teams. I'm gonna take the Titans. Ryan Tannehill's playing pretty decent football. They have a good game plan. Derrick Henry's been explosive in second halves. Their defense is like quietly quite solid. Yeah, I, I don't feel good about it, but I'm taking the Raiders. Game points at home. I don't know. They've kind of fallen apart, but it's kind of an interesting game. Like, I don't want to watch it, but it's interesting. There's lots of storylines, kind of. Sunday Night Football, speaking of storylines, Seattle's minus one in L.A. playing the Rams. Rams had their biggest game of the season. Todd Gurley finally looked healthy. Um, their their passing game kind of came alive. They're going to start rolling. They want that six seed, baby. They're, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not taking the, the home. I'm not picking against a home dog. In an NFC West primetime game, roll Rams. Fuck, that's it. That's it. I mean, I'm not you're not wrong, Rob, but I'm uh, can't pick against the Hawks. I uh, it's a big one for the uh, clinching of the playoffs. If they win, they're in. I mean, they're going to be in. But you know what I mean. It's against the Rams, so it's kind of like a double factor. Give me the Hawks. I don't feel good about it, but give me the Hawks. And Monday Night Football: Giants at Eagles. Eli's back. Phillies minus nine and a half. I am taking the Eagles. Uh, Eli's playing. That's enough for me to take the Eagles. I said last week, I think the spread was the same or something. I said last week, I don't know if the Eagles can beat anyone by 10. They obviously lost. I'm sticking with that theory. I'm taking the Giants plus points. 
Fair. The Eli bump. I don't know. The it can, it can go. It can go either way. It could be a big bump with Eli, or it can go be an absolute disaster. So, anyways, thanks for listening. All right, it's been I seven rounds of heaven. Seven rounds of heaven. <laughs> AJ Marchese thirteen. Rob Paul NFL. Uh, bye.